Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our week two Tuesday NFL episode. One more week of reminders for how this season will go since we have a lot of new listeners. We thank you for that. As a reminder, today's show will go through every game in the week two slate. On Thursday, we'll narrow down our top plays as we look to finalize our top five bets in our new, totally free, favorites podcast, $100,000 pro football pick'em contest. Reminder, you can join the contest, make your picks, become eligible for all our fabulous cash prizes by visiting favorites.actionnetwork.com. That's also where you can see our official five picks, ours and me and Simon, when we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday. You can also track those same top bets by following two accounts in the award-winning Action Network app. Those accounts are called The Faves Five and The Favorites Podcast. We will not be doing much recapping today. We used to do that on the Tuesday show in the previous seasons of The Favorites Podcast, but we have added the Sunday show. We did our recapping and moping on our new Sunday Night Live recap episode. We finished two and three last week. It was painful. A buddy of mine texted me, Simon, and he said, uh, I can't believe you guys did that Sunday show. It looked excruciating. Uh, as Matt Mitchell said, it's like a press conference. We have to do these shows after the game, win or lose. We will keep doing it all season long. And I promise those episodes will get better and better. Matt Mitchell wrote that line. He did not think Sunday's episode was very good. You can enjoy our shows live three times a week on the Action Network YouTube page. Like, subscribe. If you're watching right now, like and subscribe. And on AMP, Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. Week one in our contest was electric. Before we shout out our week one cash money winners, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Simon, I want to be vulnerable for one second, okay? Because this has to be, this past week was insane. Could be the most rewarding week in my long, accomplished career as a beloved media executive, as a seven-time author, as a four-time best-selling author, this podcast hit the top 25 on Apple Podcasts sports charts, jumped into the top 200 podcasts overall on Spotify. We appreciate our listeners. Our contest hit 10,000 signups, Matt Mitchell's dream. Our audience in the app and on the platform, the web platform exploded. On YouTube, between Thursday and Sunday, viewers watched more than a million minutes of our content. It's amazing, right? All Monday, I was so fucking miserable because of our one and three start. Like I was in agony. It was like a pall over all this success. All, all day, everyone's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Can you believe what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is fucking terrible. The Jets restored my faith because now I can look at our two and three record and being, huh, think, we're one holding call away on a two-point conversion in the Pats game from being three and two. Seriously, how irrational is everything? 
So I'm in. Talk me down. Chad, I'm just slowly trying to make you into a pro better. And uh, we're getting there with the picks, but we got to get there with the mentality. I literally woke up with Monday, didn't even care. Like literally was already over the previous week, was on to the Monday night game and on to prepping for week two. I mean, it sucks. Took took some lickings, but it's just you keep plugging forward. If people want to do this for real and you want to make this a, a real job and a big part of your life, if you win big, you wake up and it's irrelevant. You lose big, you wake up, it's irrelevant. And you're always on to the next week. So Sunday night's usually the night I'll celebrate or I'll be dead inside. I was pretty dead inside. I'm not going to lie. When we got on the show, we were watching live beforehand. Mac Jones just couldn't get us there. So that was definitely a new experience. Usually I'm just by myself or with friends drinking. Or This time I was on a job with you. It was a little different. I thought the Sunday show was good, though. We did give out the Bengals minus three. Look at what it's at minus three and a half now, Chad. The Bengals. That's right. So apparently we do give out good action on Sunday night. So make sure to tune in next Sunday where I gave out the the Cowboys to win by 40 points over the Giants. So you did, by the uh, way, another thing where you're just losing your mind. You say things and apparently you look like a genius. So I, I definitely what? enjoyed the Sunday night show. I listened to the Sunday show, too. I actually thought it was fun. I liked the Sunday Me show. Too. I liked it partially because we were so miserable and that was <laughs> yeah. so authentic. Like, <laughs> I was trying I to could, fake I, it, but I, I could hear the pain in our voices. You did say you were so impressed with the Niners and you'll have to make some adjustments and we're going to get to that in the games. But you also said, unless the Cowboys go out and win by 40 points, I don't <laughs> see how the Niners like are uh. higher in your power rankings. Uh, anyways, I am so jazzed for this week. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365 the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $365 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, producer Tito would like me to remind you that you can catch every episode of The Favorites live in YouTube, and in the Action Network app. We need to do the Week 2 games. We are going to get to that in moments, but we do have this contest. We did have winners. If you're giving away thousands of dollars, like you ought to tell people what's going on. So Matt, take it away. Okay, and last but not least, Uncle Mitch. We are giving away $66,000 to the top 10 at the end of the season in our contest, but also giving away three grand to the top five every single week. So I hope you're sitting down. Last week, there was a 10-way tie for first place. 10 entries go 5-0 and with a perfect tiebreaker, which was 43 total completions on Monday Night Football. So those 10 will split. That's $300 per person. Congratulations. There were 21 entries that went 5-0 and and missed the tiebreaker by just one completion. So they had either 42 or 44. If you're one of those 21 entries who missed by one, email me personally with your username in the contest and send it to podcasts at actionnetwork.com. I will give you a non-cash consolation prize because that's a rough beat. Uh, in total, we had 175 entries go 5-0. and That is 1.7% of all our entries. Congratulations to you. And then second, as a reminder, Monday Night Football tiebreakers, you have to kind of nail those if you want to cash. 
including your aggregate tiebreaker score. That's how close you got to all the tiebreakers. That's how we're breaking ties in the top 10 for the season-long contest. So you're going to want to take those very seriously. We're going to have to start making those a little bit more challenging. So this week's Monday Night Football tiebreaker is longest Pittsburgh reception on Monday Night Football. So don't skip the tiebreakers, folks. Very important. And that's right. And remember, the contest drops your two lowest scores after week 12. If you're thinking, oh, no, I didn't sign up. Oh, no, I went one and four. It doesn't matter. Sign up now for free at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Make your week two picks. You're still good to go. You're still in the running for the 40K grand prize and the weekly cash prizes. You can't win this cash if you don't play. You can't win this cash if you don't play. Simon, it's time to play some ball. Here's a stat, and this is going to be relevant for this podcast. I listened to the uh, Action Network recap podcast on Monday with Jill Gallant and Evan Abrams, senior researcher who's listening in on this show right now, and Brandon Anderson. In week two, teams that lost by 10 or more against a team that did not lose by double digits. So they didn't have to win. They could have lost as long as they didn't lose by double digits. Since 2012, those teams, 36, 18, and three against the spread, 67%. If you are on the road, that number goes to 24 and one, 83%. Teams that applies to this week, that includes uh, the Seattle Seahawks and I believe the Chicago Bears. We're going to get to it. Point is, small dogs excel in weeks one and two. Let's start with with uh, the Vikings at Philly on Thursday night football. The, guy, the line opened at seven and a half. Is at seven? We talk about the luck rankings all the time. Sean Kerner, Nick Giffen, Billy Ward, um, they put together this metric that basically finds the signal in all the noise of the randomness that happens in pro football. And last season, we ended up by the end of the year using it as a real sort of marker uh, for how we were calibrating some of these games. This is the biggest luck game of the week, Minnesota-Philly. And I went deep into the stats on this, so I'm curious to get your thoughts. Where are you at right now? I'm hoping this gets to six and a half. That That's the hope right now, is that the public keeps coming in on the Vikings, and this goes from seven and a half down to seven, down to six and a half. So um, as someone that's going to back the Eagles, they just played a horrible game. And that that's one of those where – you kind of throw it out if you're the team itself. Maybe they'll watch the film on Monday and then they'll just throw it away because it was just totally useless. They they just they got out game plan by Belichick, and that's why we love that Patriots team. Like if they didn't give up that pick six and that turnover in their own red zone, completely different game. So the Eagles team, they had their sloppy game, they had their Super Bowl hangover game. Now they're coming home in a prime time game on Thursday night in a short week. Um, that's just a tough spot for the Vikings. Not only are they traveling. They don't match up well against this Eagles team. And now there's reports out their center might be out and their right tackle might be out as well. So um, it, it, it could it could get ugly here really fast for a Vikings team that we all knew they overachieved last year. Anyone kept telling you they overachieved. They're not as good as a record said last year. This year, I feel like they're they're just going to go back to what they should have been, which is a 9-8, and 8-9 kind of team. So um, won't be shocked to see them start the season 0-2. Uh, the pros were all over the Bucks last week. And the same scenario here, like the Eagles have the same setup. They have Smith and A.J. Brown on the outside, two receivers that this this Vikings team won't be able to cover. And we saw last week with Godwin and Mike Evans, they just kept getting open, even for Baker and Mayfield. So um, I usually would bet a bounce back spot here for the Vikings. 
But we see it time and time again. These Thursday teams really favorite the home teams and the favorites. And it's just a bad, bad matchup for this Vikings team. So, um, yeah, I was I, I was kind of thinking Vikings when I was at seven and a half. Once it got to seven, I was like, okay, now I'll just hopefully wait and let this get to six and a half for this Eagles team. Look, I think it could be headed that way. About 76% of the money right now is on the Vikings, and it did dip pretty quickly yesterday from seven and a half to seven. I'm not feeling any love for this as a contest play. We can't play Thursday games in the contest. I don't feel exact decision. I don't feel Simon says this next game. Oh boy. Next game. We got the Kansas city chiefs three point favorites on the road at Jacksonville. Simon, we hate taking favorites. We (laughs) hate taking road favorites. We are taking the Kansas city chiefs this week. Yeah. And we talked about it when it was two and a half on on Sunday night, we were saying that's a good number. Two and a half, three. Little did we know, you know, the ownership would finally wake up Monday morning, come to it and be like, okay, let's just pay Chris Jones. Give him a one-year deal. Get our guy back for that interior D-line. And that's just a big deal to the identity of this team. So we bet it. I didn't put a lot on it. The hope is I take it again here at three with everyone else. It's going to be the most one of the more public bet games of the week. And then we get news that Kelsey is playing in this game. And this jumps up to minus four maybe minus four and a half. So I'm just trying to beat the number. I think this is a good good line where you, you can do that. We could make this Simon Says. It's a little chalky, though, so I don't want to do that. I feel like that's too easy for this show. Anytime we're catching Mahomes under a field goal on this show, we almost always take him. And if he's a dog, we almost always take him. So it's whenever it gets to three and a half, four, that's when we start looking the other way, which, again, you could do in this spot. If you got two and a half, the line closes at four, four and a half. You could try to play both spots and try to hit that middle. We just talk all the time. This this Chiefs team win close games. They're not really a team that blows teams out. So they're definitely one of the more interesting lines of the week. Yeah, look, I, I don't know how we ignore Patrick Mahomes in this spot. Evan yeah. has done some great work. He's just great to back after a loss. Yeah, he's great to back after a loss. Great to back at minus three or less at 19-6-1 against the spread. Yeah, that sounds um, right. It's like that's when you get him and and people will get on Patrick Mahomes and say, oh, he doesn't always cover. But don't forget, the majority of the time Patrick Mahomes is playing, he's a pretty significant favorite. 69 now times in his career, he's been a favorite of three and a half or higher. That's the majority of his games. So, of course, you're going to have a hard time covering when you're always more than a field goal favorite and even higher at minus three. That's the play. It's a lot of hype, a lot of noise coming into the season. And Mahomes didn't cover. Joe Burrow didn't cover. And Josh Allen didn't cover. The three lead guys in the AFC, they all had a rough go. And that's kind of how me and Chad, we try to make money here is we try to take the ugly quarterback. So um, a great example of that for week one. I think our fans are understanding though. Like this isn't my sign says, but I'm telling you to grab it now, just in case if Kelsey gets cleared, this will go up to four, four and a half. Yes, 100%. All right, so... We got uh, the Raiders visiting the Bills. The autumn wind is a Raider, pillaging just for fun. Last night, before Monday Night Football, this game was at minus 10, Buffalo. Now I'm seeing eight and a half. Obviously, the Bills did not look very good against a dominant Jets defense. But even though they didn't look good, Josh Allen actually looked atrocious in the second half, right? Like he was competitive in the first half. He had moments in the first half, 
in the second half, he just looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He couldn't make decisions. He was literally fumbling the ball. I mean, the Jets defense clearly won um, that game. Uh, what's our takeaway on Josh Allen right now? It's exactly what I said it was going to be last week when I told you what was going to happen in that Jets game. I said he was going to play terrible. Everybody was going to overreact. They're going to start bad-mouthing him. It's just people want to tear you down. That's the whole – that is how humans operate. Humans want to build you up and then be able to tear you down. And that's what we have with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was one of the most hyped quarterbacks ever after that Chiefs-Bills game, right? I mean, that was one of the most incredible playoff performances we've ever seen. And then the following year last year, he started out great, got the elbow injury, and his numbers reflected that. He played terrible for half the other season. So everyone's coming out of the woodwork now saying, has this guy even been good since that one game he had against Mahomes? People are just going to trash him all week. I love it. This is my Simon Says game. If you can grab that eight and a half, grab it right now. This is a no-brainer game. The Jets have built their defense to stop one man. They didn't build the defense drafting to stop Tua or Mac Jones in that division. When they started building this, when Joe Douglas came to this team, there was one guy he had his eye on, and that was Josh Allen. And they built this whole defense to stop Josh Allen. They have incredible speed on the outside, and corners were really big and strong and really hard and tough in coverage. So horrible game by Josh. He tried doing too much, and they kind of had him in that scenario of, he, he obviously would never say he was seeing Ghost, but that's what he was. The same guy picked him off three times, Chad. Like, that is an insane stat. This guy, one of my favorite things ever, his bonus was tied to him getting three picks this year. So that guy yes. already got a 250K bonus for this season in week one. So easy, easiest buy low of the week. I still have this number at 10 for Buffalo. So the fact that we're getting a point and a half now and they're moving through key numbers, I, I love, I love this spot for the Bills. Such a great bounce back spot. Playing a Raiders team that are coming off a big divisional last minute win, now traveling across country to Buffalo, New York. Love it. Lo- love this spot so much for this Bills team. It reminds me of last year, Chad. I think the Seahawks won week one. They were going to travel to go play the 49ers. The, the line was minus 13. And the, the 49ers had just lost to Chicago. No one was betting on Trey Lance. Everyone and their grandma in mean, that week two last week was all over Seattle as a double digit favorite. And I begged you people to take the 49ers as a big favorite. I think they won the game like 35-0. They blew them out. I don't think Raiders will get shut out here. Raiders do have some talent. But this, to me, reeks of a Josh Allen 35-14 to big game win. It's just a great spot for this Bills team that they are going to be pissed off all week. Josh Allen is going to be pissed off all week. Raiders team, they're feeling good. They are feeling good coming into this game. So, um, yeah, this, this number, the fact that it moved, down to eight and a half now. That I got to make it. Simon says, "Grab it." I think it's gonna go back up. When Simon says, "Do it," we do what Simon says. Yeah, well, look, the line is nine and a half at Bet Three Six Five, but there are a lot of eight and a halves out there. So, uh, you know, do your shopping. We love our sponsors, but do your shopping. Uh, <laughs> find find the eight and a half out there. That's the Simon says. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is now a three and a half point favorite. Look, we discussed it on Sunday as one we should hit right away. It moved from three. Uh, the stat I mentioned above from Brandon Anderson applies to this game, not the road part, but the fact that Cincinnati is a double digit loser playing against a team that did not lose by double digits. Um, the Ravens, I watched a lot of that game. Look, we had the Texans plus nine and a half plus 10. So, 
we were invested in that Ravens Texans game and that defense was just incredibly incredibly good. CJ Stroud will he can only get better. He can't get worse. So the opportunity to look a little bit healthier against a a, a Bengals defense that is not as good as the Ravens you know great for him but Cincinnati getting healthy that's most important and playing at home uh I can see why this number moved. It's a wise guy play. Yeah, it's just the the public I told you on Sunday. Public will come in on the Ravens. If you go by the book, you you would take Cincy there in that spot when they're minus three. Now it's up to minus three and a half. I still don't hate it. I mean, it's definitely one of the books are like looking at you and they're just like, yeah, be a man. Take that minus three and a half because it does feel so much easier and better to take the Ravens there plus three and a half. So um, that's one of those I don't know if we'll have it in our contest. But I'm hoping everyone listened to us and bet at the minus three. Because even yesterday, it was still minus three to a lot of books. So um, to me, this is one of those we just hope it comes back down. Because in these divisional games, we see it time and time again. The spread really really comes into factor. So last week's blowout with the with them and the, the Browns, we're going to find out real quick if that was the rain that affected Joe Burrow. Or is he really rusty? And he just isn't in tune with this offense right now. But... How could you not take that minus three? It was just such a great number. So not not as shocked at all on Tuesday here. It's minus three and a half. Well, look, that's what happens though, right? Like in these games, especially with the public coming in on Sunday, as it gets closer, they could be on the Ravens because of how good they looked and how bad the Bengals looked. Yeah. And these games almost always end up at a field goal. Always. <laughs> yeah. They do. They just do. Um, and I did a show yesterday. I did a Green Dot Daily with Darren Ravel. He's like the most public better ever. And what I said, he was shaking his head the whole time. Or all these people are so mad at the Bengals. Anyone like him that bet on the Bengals last week are so bitter. That's who's going to be piling on this Ravens team. While people like us that faded the Bengals were super happy to come on the other side. And that's that's kind of what we talk about all the time. We're just we're riding the we're riding up and down. We're just going from one side to the other. And that's really how football is. We're going to move like the waves in the ocean. <laughs> I feel like that was a reference to a 1970s uh, TV show called Alice and a waitress called Flo. Um, uh, oh, we got to give this stat real quick. All right, go ahead. Lamar Jackson, 5-0 and ATS as a dog last two years. Baltimore, 18-3-1 as a dog against the spread last 22. So... Ooh, going going against the trend here, but I, I do believe that that offense, Lamar didn't look right. And anytime they had a little bit of pressure, if you look at his numbers, anytime he got put off his spot, which wasn't a lot right from Houston, I think it was only seven times they got pressure. I believe he only had one completion. I do think the Bengals will be able to get to him. Ravens are one of those teams that had a bunch of major injuries uh, in week one. So we'll see what, what happens this upcoming week with their offensive line. Chargers visiting the Titans. Mike Vrabel as a home underdog. He is plus three in this game. 65% of the money coming in on the Titans. Look, Mike Vrabel did us a favor. We had the Titans against the Saints. He kicked the field goal uh, in a position when a lot of other coaches would have gone for it. But we immediately bet this on Sunday night. We just assumed the number is going to move. It actually hasn't moved, um, which is fine. But how are you not backing Mike Vrabel in this spot as an underdog, stats that applied last week when he was going to play the Saints, they're only better. 24-15-1 as an underdog against the spread. 
24-9-1 when the spread is three or higher. And it's a coaching mismatch. There is no hesitation for me. Tannehill was awful, but there is zero hesitation for me betting the Titans on this one. Yeah, I'm hope, hoping for three and a half. Um, this is one of these where I'm not I'm not going to let Chad suck me in like he did with Pittsburgh last week. This is going to be a public dog this week, just like Pittsburgh will last week. So I'm going to wait and see on this one because um, it is it is a bad matchup for Tennessee in the sense that they are incredible against the run and getting pressure up the middle. Herbert, his best w- weapons are wide receivers and getting outside the pocket. So um, they might get a little luckier, the Chargers. I thought this number was going to move more because you saw Austin Eckler popped up on the injury report. And he might miss this game. So I'm a little shocked, Chad, that it didn't drop. Um, that's the only thing giving me hesitation right now. I thought the books would move this to two and a half to get some Chargers money, but they're holding at minus three. So definitely a number we're going to keep our eye on this upcoming week. I've already bet it. I mean, I'm going to put a lot on the three. Yeah. No, it wasn't like a full unit kind of thing. It was a let's test the waters. Let's dip our toe <laughs> in. Let's see what happens. Right. Seattle Seahawks. Another game we immediately talked about. On Sunday night, they are plus five and a half against the Detroit Lions visiting. 58% of the money is on Seattle. What's interesting to me is 72% of the bets are on Seattle. I know that not everybody who bet this game listened to Brandon Anderson knows and knows that teams in this situation coming off a double-digit loss on the road against a team that did not lose by double digits, 24-1 and against the spreads in 2016, why are people, why is everybody else backing Seattle? Like, is it just everybody who's betting is on to the notion that if you're terrible one week and the other team is amazing in prime time, you automatically bet on the terrible team? Has everyone taken our theory? That's pretty crazy. I didn't know so much public money was coming in on this team, but we agreed with it. Like, I, I thought this number was really big for for what, Detroit is, which I do think Detroit is good. I just didn't think they're going to be five and a half, six points better than the Seahawks team. So, um, yeah, the fact that the Seahawks are signing guys now off the street to be on their offensive line is a little worrisome. Um, they obviously have big injuries right now. But, yeah, Chad, this is this is tough because I, like, love this number when we saw it Sunday. It's like, man, this is a great bounce-back spot for Seattle. Um, they're a team that, like Chad just said, they've lost by double digits. Now going to run and play the team that – I mean, is that the biggest win the Lions have had in like 10 years, Chad? Opening yes. night, beating the Super Bowl champs. So, um, yeah, that place is going to be a rocking uh, Detroit. It's going to be a party there. And that's hard. Me and Chad talk about playing spots, and this is a spot we play. So it's it's making my stomach turn right now because so much money is pouring in and the number hasn't really budged. And that's, that's usually a little nerve-wracking for me, but – We'll see where it's at later in the week when more money comes in. Because um, right now it's it's just people putting feelers for the most part on these kind of bets. So um, I, I'm with you, Chad. I, I do like the Seahawks in this spot, but that's definitely a number that we would feel better if it got up to six somehow than we would in just no man's land of five and a half. Well, we'd feel better because that means that sort of the bookmakers are starting to see the same things that we are uh, and the public is not seeing the same thing that we are because right now it feels like we're on the same side as the public and yeah not necessarily it's not necessarily a place we like to be 
Yeah, just it, it might be that we're all overrating the Seahawks team. And, you know, coming to the year, we said the book might be out on Geno Smith. We're one game in, didn't look good. That Rams defense, a bunch of no-names, really shut him down the second half. What they have, two two yards total in the entire second half, Chad? Some crazy stat like that. So yeah. I definitely can see the hesitation from people wanting to back this Seahawks team in the spot. Indianapolis on the road, one-and-a-half-point favorite at the Houston Texans. This is a tough one. And, <laughs> like, I watched that Colts game – they really outplayed the Jags, uh, and they should have won that game outright. Forget about covering. But that Texans defense was so freaking good. It's just a couple of adjustments from C.J. Stroud, and I don't, I don't know that the Colts are good enough to be favorites on the road. And this feels like a huge overreaction. Yeah, another great Wong teaser line too. You can take Houston up right now to seven and a half. Put them in a six point teaser. If you just want to bet that these both these rookies are lost, just take the under. I mean, it's just there's a bunch of bets you can make out of this game and try to find value on. And, you know, I, I look at this Houston team that they're probably being undervalued here. The public is going to like what they saw from the Colts. Chad's nailing it. Like, they should have covered that number. If Minshew hadn't come in, they had a first and goal with their 6'6", 250 quarterback. I'm pretty sure they would have scored and covered that number. So, um I think most people, instead of being burned on betting the Colts last week, the pros will probably come back in on them and the public will join them just because they looked like the better team. Houston did not, that that offense did not look like they're really going to be putting up points this year. And so for me and Chad, we got to fade that notion and just be like, that's a really good Ravens defense. That was a rookie's first start on the road, a head coach's first start on the road. Now they're back home in this spot facing a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, we got to take the dog. Like, this is one of these Houston ones. I don't feel great about it, Chad, but it's like there's a couple games this week that's just like the Arizona game last week. Like, you got to trust the number and and view a team being overrated and just hold your nose and take this number. So, um, yeah, I'll have the under. I'll have Houston tees, and I'll take Houston straight in this number. But would that be a full-size Houston as a dog or – smaller because you're spreading it out and we're still deciding what we think of this team yeah no no i'm not going huge on this i just i just don't know what i have in cj yet like i i I, even trying to make a number on him this week was really tough same with anthony richardson like a lot of good bad and ugly the kid can only throw to one side of the field apparently like if you look at his spray chart anthony richardson all he does is throw it to one side of the field guess who has these spray charts all these nfl head coaches so of course if that's what it takes, Houston this week, they're great defensive minds. They'll just take away that side of the field. So um, that's that's the thing. I'm just I'm, I'm going to just play the number because it feels like it's a good number back in this Houston team. Packers look like world beaters against yeah. the high school defense, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'll remind everybody, the Baltimore Ravens traded for Roquan Smith and gave him a massive contract. That guy was at the center of the Bears defense and they decided he wasn't good enough. Now we are letting Jordan Love look like he is a Hall of Famer in the first week of the season. I'm not buying the hype yet. And they're on the road at the Falcons. The Falcons are underdogs. Tickets coming in on the Packers. Money coming in on the Falcons. A reminder for everybody. Tickets means public. Money means professional betters. Simon, I don't know how many times we have to say it. We're an Atlanta Falcons podcast. 
it makes no sense to me the Falcons would be underdogs at home against this team. It makes zero sense. I remember on Sunday night, I kept fumbling it over it because I kept saying they were one and a half point favorites. You're like, no, they're dogs because I couldn't believe my eyes. Another game, great for a Wong teaser. It's one and a half, take it up to seven and a half. It's just, sometimes it's too easy. And this just feels like the same thing with Houston. Like we're getting a home dog that anyone that watched that game finally came to the opinion that I had all offseason, which is Ritter is not a starting quarterback in this league. This guy cannot put the ball downfield. But holy hell, is that run blocking scheme incredible for this Atlanta team? So I kind of think we saw their identity for the whole season. Atlanta, they're going to rely on their defense and running the ball. And one of Green Bay's biggest weaknesses is against the run. So we'll take Algier, we'll take Robinson and that amazing backfield, and we'll roll the dice here with a home dog. It's I, I'm trying to make this one of our five. One of these two teams is definitely going to make the playoffs from winning this game, right? We see the stats. Teams that start 2-0, and they have a really high percentage of making the playoffs. So what team do you really believe in here, Chad, to make a playoff run? Is it is it Green Bay in that tough division, or is it Atlanta in this really soft division where they them and the Saints look like you know they're going to be the best? I know the Bucks hype's crazy right now, but oh man, it's a hard one to swallow because we are banking on Jordan Love not being as good as he looked against the Bears. Because let's face it, every Packers quarterback the last thirty years has looked good against the Bears. But man, there there's a couple times Chad where he just had zero pressure. So that's the thing here. We're going to learn if Atlanta has some good pass rushers or is Bryce Young just complete dog shit last week. So because Green Bay's offensive line looked good. I mean, again, Chad already talked about the Bears. They didn't really have any pass rushers coming into this season. So another one that's making me a little uneasy because Jordan Love could be this good in this offense. Like we just don't know because that that game kind of got out of hand so quickly, that Bears-Green Bay game where that, that defense just looked lost for the Bears. That Bears defense looked horrible. But it did it did put Jordan Love in a lot of really advantageous spots. Agreed. And I do think that the Falcons secondary, I mean, everybody's secondary is better than the Bears. But I'm telling you right now, I'm making an executive decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. Give me Arthur Smith. Give me the, what to the Chiefs. What's that? No, I moved on. I said I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't pulling the trigger. I said I, I there were a couple other games All right. that were on the slate that I wanted to look at. And there's one more that is really interesting to me. But the more we talk about it, like I just can't quit Arthur Smith. I think he is such a good coach. The team puts itself in a position to win, right? It doesn't make the stupid mistakes. He's not going to let Desmond Ritter make the stupid mistakes. He's going to get the ball into Bijan. He's going to get the ball into Algier. Like at home, they're just going to make the right call against a run defense that that this is their weakness. So Atlanta Falcons, exact decision. Here we go. Simon, I know you know it. I know I know it. The fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. It's Game Time, our sponsor. I love Game Time for two reasons. One because they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college games. Speaking of which, I'm opening Game Time right now here from our home office in New York City. What can I get to? I can go to a New York Mets game for $6. I can see the Liberty 
WNBA super team, 39 bucks. I can do that on Friday. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, just download the app and earn code favorites for $20 off, less minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. The other game that I was going to talk about for my exec decision. Are you ready? Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Three-point dogs visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude, I can tell you right now, the Bears are going to be one of our five. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, I do like the number. It's a good okay. number. I'm with you on taking the three. A, I talked about that stat about the teams that lose by double digits against a team that did That's not true. lose by That's double true. digits. Since twenty, since uh, th- those teams since 2012, 24 and one against the spread if they are on the road. Okay, <laughs> Seattle, yeah. Seattle and the Bears. So let me let me talk a little bit about one of the reasons I I chose the Falcons instead of the Packers is um, the Bears the Bears allowed eight and a half yards per pass attempt. They were nine of they allowed the Packers to go nine of sixteen on third downs. Not very good, right? But that also shows Jordan Love really didn't have much pressure and no. much defense in that game. The Bears' offense, 22 first downs, greater time of possession, three turnovers, which gave Jordan Love short fields, and four sacks, okay? The Bucks' defense, meanwhile, gave up 344 passing yards, six yards per play, allowed Cousins to complete 33 of 44 passes, seven yards per attempt, okay? Like I said, Minnesota lost this game because of mistakes by Kirk in the red zone Yeah. at the end of the first half. The Bears are better than they played. Tampa Bay is not as good as they played. This is a smash bear spot. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty simple too, where if you, if you give home field advantage, one and a half, two points now, which most books do, these these teams are pretty much at the same level. The Bears are slightly graded out a little better. So the fact that we're getting a free point here just because the Bears played so poorly, and you're right, it's just another game of uh, it's going to be mostly professional money coming on this Bears team just because, you know, if you're trying to bet and rationalize this game, you could also look the other way, Chad, of your guy's secondary is really bad. That's what the Bucks want to attack with Mike Evans and Godwin. So um, I've already told people the, the pros of love – Love this Bucks team coming into the year. Like that was their team. I know plenty of pros that already grabbed this number when I was at one, one and a half on this Bucks team. Um, that's why I don't see this number getting to three and a half. I I think the books know if they move to three and a half, guys will just come on both sides. They'll take the Bears and they'll take the Bucks in this spot. So um, yeah, looking at this matchup, Chad, it's just a great bounce back spot for this Bears team. And the fact that we're catching three, such a key number. That's what I mean. It's like I'm right there with you. It's just as we sit here on Tuesday, it's like, ah, oh, man, am I really going to make this one of our five? Um, it, it's it's hard to say. Simon, right now, it's hard not to say. I, I put it in now, but I'm saying come Sunday, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow being like, man, we're taking this Bears team on the road. Is it a hard pill to swallow because we started two and three and and we're holding on tight? Or is it a hard pill to swallow because – we don't like the Bears in this spot because it's a 100% good spot for the Bears. 81% of the money right now on the Bears. The money, not the bets. 
Yeah. No, I got no fear. It's just it's just one of those. I'm it's a hard pill to swallow just because the Bears suck. That's an I'm trying to convince myself they don't suck, Jack. But, um, I, I rewatched that game already twice. And the the Bears got major issues. I think you know that just as well as I do. It's as much as you want to blame the OC, a lot of this is falling on fields. Fields needs to start making the right reads, stop getting happy feet. We already said there's no more excuses for no more excuses. Like you got the weapons now. You got a semi-decent offensive line. Like, yeah, he's got to show it here. Like that Bucks, this Bucks team does not have a pass rush. They're good against the run. And then I mean they they are good against the run, but passing wise, yeah, come on. Come on, Fields. This this has got to be the game where he opens it up and throws for 300 yards. Oh man, they're such a bad team. It's just <laughs> it's incredible. It's a, it's a bad team with the pressure of a whole city on its back. So it's oh, just a tough, God. tough spot. It really is. All right, here's another one that I think we're going to like, and this number is racing. Giants, five-point favorites against the Cardinals. Last night, this number was four. Yeah. So it is moving. It makes total sense. Like, you're going to bet the team that just got blown out on Monday night. You're going to fade the team that played better than it possibly could have played uh, in week one against a team that's pretty bad in Washington. Uh, It doesn't matter. Everybody's on the Giants in this game, which is why the number is running. And, And five is a dead number. So bet it now um, because it's only going to go higher. Yeah, it feels like a total mismatch in coaching. Um, You know, you can look at this and say, well, look how hard that Arizona team played. I don't know if playing dirty is considered playing hard. Like a lot of what I saw in that game was just an Arizona team that played dirty. Like a lot of the stuff they're doing is dirty playing. And, you know, that that maybe that's what their coach wants them to do and be one of those teams. But, yeah, this this Giants team – I I honestly am shocked that so much money has come in on them. The public's all over them too. I thought maybe we get a little freebie here and be like, yeah, they'll come in on Arizona. We'll be able to back this Giants team because it is a great spot for this Giants team. But if this gets up to six, how do I not take Arizona in this game? Like Arizona, as bad as they are, this Giants team are no world beaters. Like we saw that Daniel Jones, he was the most efficient quarterback last year and not turning the ball over. So there's going to be some regression back to the mean this upcoming season. I think we saw a lot of that in that first game. So um, great bounce back spot for the Giants. If me and Chad want to keep being the lazy survivor pick, this is a great lazy survivor pick taking this Giants team. Like any week we can get Arizona without Kyler Murray and we're using these shitty ass NFC East teams. It's hard not to. Like I felt I really can't get over how good it feels to have Washington done our survivor pool. So um, definitely Giants are up there for a team that they they might not cover this number again, but I could easily see them winning this game outright. Um, you know, this Arizona team, without that touchdown given them by the QB last week on Washington, I, I don't even remember what Sam was doing, but I think he dropped back. He tried to scramble, and he, like, either dropped it or got batted out of his hand. The guy picked it up and walked into the end zone. Washington would never have been – I mean, Cardinals would never have been close in that game, right? They would have lost by 11 uh, yep. without that touchdown. So – Definitely something I'm weary of betting this Arizona team back to back weeks, but I got to do it if it gets the six. Like Giants at four, four and a half. I think there is value there if you want to take that number. But if it gets the six, like the value is totally shifted back to this Arizona team, Chad. 49ers <laughs> on the road at the Rams. Huge number, eight and a half. Tough one here. Like Kyle Shanahan always outplays Sean McVay. The Niners, you talked about. How did you end up power rating them? I still got them with right there behind the Eagles. So if I if they played on a neutral field right now, I'd make the Eagles a one point favorite. 
So that that's one of those where it coming into the season, it probably was two and a half, three, and now it's down to one. And with the Cowboys, it's down to two. So uh, both those teams, again, this is September. So much is going to change come playoff time. But I, I do have it that I thought there's a, a little bit of a gap between the Eagles and the 49ers. And, you know, clearly Brock, Brock Purdy, he's come back from this injury incredibly well. And he just looks totally in tune with this offense. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a team that I undervalued coming into the season. And now they have my full attention. So what do you think of this number at eight and a half? <laughs> you know what I'm doing here, Chad? We're betting the Rams. Yeah, no brainer. Home divisional dog, eight and a half. Brock Purdy and the 49ers played near perfect that first half. Like that offense was humming and their defense was absolutely humming against that Pittsburgh team. Now they're coming back to play a team that, just like last week, Chad, no one's going to believe in. I, I told you it was just going to be this way. No one's going to believe in this Rams team. And it's just because the general public doesn't understand how good Stafford is. So I'll keep taking the value that is Stafford and this, this uh, you know, skeleton bone crew of a team of Rams. And, you know, number should be seven. That's what it opened at. The pros, the public, everyone's coming. They've bet it up to what Chad just said, eight and a half. So um, taking, taking the value there, taking the Rams eight and a half. You think the number should be at seven? Okay. Yeah, I thought that was a good number when they opened it, um, but clearly professionals thought otherwise because they, they've just been hammering this number. Guess what, Simon? We got a new sponsor. The food that powered you through your 20s is now sponsoring our podcast for the entire season, and that's why you should make Little Caesars official sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little, Ce Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way you win. And speaking of winning, everyone across, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before Kickoff. I am psyched. I freaking love pizza. Simon, I don't really want to talk about Washington at Denver. I don't want to watch that game. Oh, the Denver Broncos. If you tell me you think there's value on either team, I would be shocked. Denver's a three and a half point favorite. Still value on Denver. People are going to be pissed and bitter about last week, but that's just, that's going to be the growing pains of learning Sean Payton's new offense. Wilson was a machine in that game in the first half, completely disappeared in the second half. So, yeah, Wilson might be finished, Chad. That's that's a fear with this Denver team, but not going to overreact to week one. Going to stick to my power ratings. I, I have this number at minus four, taking the minus three and a half for this Denver team, but this will not be one of our five. No. All right. Aaron Rodgers, Achilles injury out for the season. Zach Wilson, now the quarterback. Jets are nine and a half point road dogs at the Cowboys. I don't know, man. Like, it's a really hard game to think about betting when you got Zach Wilson and a Cowboys defense that just did what it did on the road and is so freaking fast. Like, Zach Wilson looked out of sorts playing against a Bills defense that isn't nearly as good. I know the circumstances are different. I know he's getting a full week. I know they can game plan for him, but Kind of feels like a pass to me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this number goes. But um, one of those, the books got absolutely crushed. Opened the over-under at 45 and a half. Everyone and their grandmom came on the under 45 and a half. They reopened at 42. 
Got pounded again. Now it's down to 39 and a half, 39 in most books. Love the under in this spot. Uh, still unsure about Dak and this offense. Have my questions there, especially against this Jets defense, which knows that they're the identity of the team. So, um, yeah, one, one of those bets, Chad, I feel so lucky that me and you just hated the Jets, bet their unders, bet them to miss the playoffs, didn't take any type of Super Bowl futures like the Jets. Whatever it is, Joe Namath did. Joe Namath sold his soul and the Jets soul for that Super Bowl. Like, who's got worse luck? The the man, it was his fourth snap, and his Achilles snapped. Like, it's just, I feel so heartbroken for the Jets. So, um, as a pity bet, if this gets to 10, I'll probably end up on the Jets because that's just such a huge number. I think their defense can cover that number themselves. So, nine and a half, I'm with you, Chad. No play. Uh, Dolphins visiting the Patriots. This is our Sunday night game. 60% of the people in our YouTube chat currently watching uh, like the Dolphins here. Simon. What the f- people? I know. Seriously. You're better than that. Of course we're betting the Patriots. Like this, 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 the Bears and the Falcons were the three on my list <laughs> for exec decision. Yeah. I definitely thought, I definitely circled this as most likely being our big balls bet of the week because of all of our bets, I this is the one I hate the most. I hate this bet just because the Patriots let us down so horribly last week. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the thing. Simon, it's just like let me take you back to the beginning of the show. We are professionals. <laughs> what happened last week doesn't impact this week. You make Look, the you right decision. so fast. You make the right decision every <laughs> time. You don't get emotional about a team. But yeah, we play, we're playing the number here. So the hope is this gets the three. Yep. But, but this will be everyone in the world will be coming in on this Miami team in a primetime game, in a divisional game. I like this Patriots defense. I thought they played so well against that Eagles offense and slowing down those receivers. So yeah, Miami on the turf, it's a lot different playing out in California than coming back east, playing up in New England. Yeah, this is uh this is a great spot to try to fade the hype of Tua. Get us the three. Because I haven't touched this number yet because I'm waiting for the three chat. So um that's the hope here. I think I opened one and a half, two, now up to two and a half at a lot of books. Get us there. It's the same thing with the Jets, where it's like we know we're taking this spot. We'll take the two and a half if we have to, but we want the three. So um yeah, this is going to be a pros versus Joe's game. I know almost any pro I talk to, they're gonna be on this Patriots team. Well, you're you're looking at one of them. Saints uh, <laughs> visiting the Panthers Monday Night Football. We got two Monday Night Football games this week. Derek Carr, I thought he played really well. Uh, they're visiting the Panthers. They're three three and a half point favorites. Yeah, we missed the best number. You could have got two and a half, three on the Saints team. Now it's gone. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Maybe maybe I'll talk to some pros that want to take this Carolina team, but I got this number at three, so the number the value is technically on Carolina. What what are we what are we building off of what we saw from Carolina last week that we want to bet on? There was just they showed us nothing, and Bryce Young, man, I know, I know rookies have rough first starts, but he had the worst one of all the rooks. So um, it's just scary knowing what they have on that D line, but. Saints D is really good. I don't think that was all in Tannehill. I thought their defense had a ton of pressure on Tannehill and their corners played really well. So, yeah, I, I talked about it. I thought the Saints are the cream of the crop in this division. 
But that's that's a hard not to take that divisional home dog in a primetime game. So um, another game we'll have to revisit on Thursday. Last game on the board. Cleveland is visiting Pittsburgh. Cleveland is a two-point favorite on the road coming off the big win against the Bengals. We loved Cleveland. It's one of your three biggest bets. We had been talking about him for months. We had him outright. Uh, the Steelers we loved. You might have loved a little bit less than me. Uh, you have made it clear with very nuanced and subtle passive-aggressive comments about it being <laughs> a public dog as if as if it's my fault we put him in the contest. I hear you, Simon. I hear what you're saying, okay? Don't give me this bullshit. Steelers are two-and-a-half-point home dogs. Money is on the Steelers. Tickets are on the Browns. Of course. Wow, I'm shocked. It's not the money on the Browns tickets on the Steelers. I, I like the Browns here. Like, hmm. I know. I, I've I've gone through and watched that game, and it doesn't feel that fluky. I mean, we we were high on this D line, and nothing's changed. Like their yeah. D line is so dominant. And when I go back and watch that 49ers game, you know, Nick Nick Bosa wasn't even that much of a game wrecker. It was the whole 49ers front that got pushed against this Pittsburgh O line. And I knew coming in Pittsburgh's O line was the weakness, and that I was hoping they improved from last year. Don't, doesn't look like it. So historically, the Steelers do bounce back, usually good in this spot, especially Tomlin at home as a dog. Um, that's that's the only reason we might not have this one in the contest going with Cleveland. But feels like a good number. Like this this Cleveland team, you can say what you want about Watson last week. He made the plays that Joe Burrow couldn't. Like he was making the same – he was throwing in the same weather that Joe Burrow was dealing with, and he was making the throws when he had to. So um, – I'm excited to really kind of see what we got here from Watson because this is another big game of they win this, Chad. They're in the driver's seat of winning this yep. division and making the playoffs. And this is – we've talked at Nazi about the Browns team. This is the year. Like next year, the Watson contract kicks in. So this is really it for this Browns team. And, you know, great teams in week two, they kind of upset and shocked the world. And this would be one of those – like this – I don't know if this would shock the world, but this would shock me. Cleveland winning this game. So um, I, I got to take the number of minus two and a half. They just, I feel like this number should be three. The fact that it's up to two and a half is surprising. Just the fact that you just said the, the money has been going on Pittsburgh yet. The line has been moving against them. So pretty telling the number opened at one. Now it's up to minus two and a half for this Brown team. Simon, let me recap um, the games that we're looking at for our contest that we'll probably focus on on Thursday. Rams plus eight and a half, Kansas City minus three, Buffalo, it's going to move, but right now we like it at eight and a half, <laughs> uh, Atlanta, uh, the Pats plus two and a half, the Bears plus three, Cincy, we're hoping maybe it gets back down to three, Giants minus five, Browns are interesting, am I missing anybody? Titans? Are, can I can I sell you some Titans? Can we put it on the list? You can put them in. Titans plus three, don't give me that that preemptive pity so you've got something to rip me for when we put the Titans in and they lose. I, I really don't think we're going to, but you never know. You never know. You don't know what the number is going to be. It's changing. <laughs> it's dynamic. True. Like this podcast, we are dynamic. Simon Hunter, my co-host, you are dynamic. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $365 in bonus bets. 
must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast, part of the Action Network. Like us, subscribe on YouTube, download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts until Thursday at 11 a.m. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.